All right, what is up, guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of the White Flag Podcast. We are so excited to see where God is going to take this and how it's going to impact people. Um, it's going to be an amazing first episode. For those of you guys who may not know me, my name is Brayden, and I am joined with the three most handsome co-hosts in all of the podcast world. We got my man Levi. What's up, guys? We got T Pope. What's up? And we got Mr. Matthew Saunders. Howdy, everybody. All right. Uh, we are going to go a little more in depth about our individual stories, just so you guys can kind of get to know us better in a second. But we, what we always want to do in every single episode is we want to take some time to really just iterate the purpose and the heart behind this podcast. So our name, The White Flag, is inspired by a sign of surrender that one war party would give to another in battle. Like when they knew that they were going to lose the fight, they would wave the white flag. In life, we can often find ourselves getting caught up in our own plans, our own dreams, our own ways, our own goals, our own path of life. And you know what? That isn't always a bad thing. But as Christians, we're called to submit ourselves to God's will for our lives. And that is the mission of this podcast, to encourage Christ followers, especially those who are more in the young adult range, to surrender ourselves to Christ in every single aspect of life and to seek Christ in everything that we do. Does that mean that we as hosts are going to be perfect? Absolutely not. Does that mean that we have all of the answers about every single topic, absolutely not. But what that does mean is that we're going to be seeking surrender alongside with you guys. We're going to be growing alongside with you guys. And if Jesus truly changes everything, then we're going to invite Jesus into everything. So we're going to be talking about friendships, relationships, business, health, fitness, whatever it may be, because we want to have Jesus play a role in everything that we do in every aspect of life. So with that being said, a little bit of house cleaning before we get started. We're going to be starting out with one devotional a week. So us four hosts will be on a little bit of a rotation and we will be doing about like two discussion slash panel type episodes a month. So stuff like this where it's all four of us. So some weeks you'll get one episode, some weeks you'll get two episodes. It'll really just depend on the week. Um, that might change. That might go up. That might go down. We're going to kind of just feel it out for the first month, see how you guys like it, see how we like it, and we'll go from there. Also, we want to eventually do some sort of visual if you guys want to watch us while we talk. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. But right now, we're actually, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the backstories, and you'll kind of learn more about us as time goes on. But we actually all four go to GCU, uh, which is Grand Canyon University in Arizona. And we're Lose using. Up. Shameless, shameless plug. Shameless plug. And we're using this recording studio, which is amazing. So shout out to the recording people. Everyone here is so, so nice. Um, we really appreciate you guys. And we're actually only using two mics today. So we got cords running everywhere. We're <laughs> flipping mics back and forth. And so we're just embracing the humble beginning. So when we get more mics, we will eventually uh, have a visual component. But for right now, um, we're just chilling with two mics, cords everywhere, and we're going to run with it. And it's going to be an amazing first episode. So what we want to do right now for this first episode is what we really want to do is just introduce what this is going to be about. And we want to really explain what the heart of this podcast is really about. And so what we want to do also is to kind of introduce ourselves to you guys. So Mr. Matthew Saunders, do you want to get us started? Yes, sir. Thank you, Brayden. Um, yeah. As you heard, my name is Matthew Saunders. Let's see. I grew up here in Phoenix. That's where GCU is in case, you know, you don't know who we are. We, we're from Phoenix. And yeah, I grew up going to a church called CCV, Christ Church of the Valley, and kind of always was a part of that church. Never really knew anything else. I mean, we lived in California for a little bit, but other than that, always went to CCV, right? I knew Christ from a young age, but I didn't follow him with all my heart until probably about beginning of high school, maybe end of junior high. There wasn't really like an aha moment when I decided to start following Jesus, but definitely just 
even after deciding to follow him, I wasn't all in with relying on him to be my provider, right? I was constantly looking to other things, things that this world had to offer about to like to satisfy me essentially, right? To to be my provider. And it wasn't until I went on this long path of just looking to things other than God, just relationships or honestly anything. I can't even I can't even come up with a list of things, but just so much different stuff, right? And it was at that moment where I was just so done with God because I felt like he was abandoning me, like he wasn't providing for me, right? And so it was in that moment that I looked to God and I was like, God, I'm done following you mm. because you're not doing what you said you would do, which is absurd at this point in time, right? Now that I think, look back on it, I think that that's just stupid, right? Because he was providing for me. I was just not accepting those blessings. I wasn't accepting what he wanted for me because it's not what I wanted, right? And so it was in that moment of surrender where I was like, God, I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm done doing my own thing. I'm done looking to the world to provide for me that God really opened those doors. And that's when all these things started clicking for me, right? I started seeing his blessings in even like the hardest of circumstances, right? Absolutely. And I would say that was my point of surrender or my <laughs> white flag moment. <laughs> yeah. Seamless, Sir. seamless transition. Sir. Phenomenal. And I think that's that's a story and search circumstance that everyone can really relate to um it's just looking for our satisfaction and our joy in the wrong things and christ is always going to be the truest and only source of joy in our lives and so thank you so much matt i think that's a really valuable story that people can get a lot from so thank you um t pope go for it brother yeah all right so yeah i think uh, i can definitely relate to matt in a lot of ways uh definitely like turning to a bunch of other things um, instead of God, um, to, to fulfill me. And that just left me like completely empty. Um, and I'll kind of like dive into that a little more later, but I also grew up in like the North Phoenix area, uh, like Matt. Um, and I went to CCV like my whole life, but my family never really prioritized it. Um, it was kind of just a, let's go like here and there. It wasn't really ever important. Um, no one in my family ever like actually opened a Bible. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone in my household open a Bible. And so it just was never like a priority for me. We were like the Christmas and Easter only type of people. And so I think that kind of, that hurt me a lot um, as a kid. And then I got into like freshman, freshman year of high school and I uh, dove into like the severe period of depression. Um, and I just, I, I, I struggled with uh, suicidal thoughts and I, I wanted to kill myself. I didn't think I had any value. I didn't think there was any purpose for me. I never thought I could be good enough. And, and truthfully, like I can't be good enough. And I've learned that now. And that's actually been like super relieving. And like, I found so much peace knowing that I'm not good enough um, and that I need Jesus to be enough. So yeah, one night I was just in my kitchen and I remember like looking at the knives, like our kitchen knives and there's probably like five minute period or something where I was just staring at them, like contemplating killing myself. And then I went over and I grabbed one and I like pressed it against like my wrist. And in that moment, like I just completely felt this, like, like this peace just surpassed me and just wash over me. And I just started bawling. Um, and I remember afterwards, like just going up to my bathroom and I was just sitting on my toilet with the lights off, just bawling for hours and then my mom walks in and she like she's like is everything okay she starts talking to me and i'm able i was able to like open up to her a little bit and in that moment like i i think i knew it was god cuz i was like there's no way god could find this peace i've been 
dealing with this severe depression, wanting to kill myself, and this piece just came out of nowhere. As I'm pressing yeah. a knife against my wrist, it came out of nowhere. Um, and I went to CIY. It's a, it's a church camp um, that we did through CCV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the pastor, uh, Mark Moore, he's one of the pastors at CCV. He was doing this message on like chains. Yeah. And just how, like, when we accept Jesus into our life, those chains just break off. Like, you can just throw them off of you, and you can run the race without um, without being hindered. Um, and I think in that moment is where I, like, threw up my white flag. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore on my own. I'm, um, I'm choosing to follow you. I'm going to obey you, Lord. I'm not going to try and follow these own things, whether it be, like, pornography or, or girls or, or f- like, friendships. I'm going to choose you and, and, and worship you and not idolize these other things. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pope. And that, like, that is such an amazing story. And it's like, it just shows how the grace of God is so good and how he's chasing after you, even when like you are at the edge and he is always in pursuit of you and he always wants you. So thank you so much, Pope. Levi, you up? Hey guys, um, I'm Levi. I'm the only one not from Phoenix. Uh, I'm from Maryland. Uh, Pope, I really love that story. I think it's amazing every time I hear it. I just like love how... Like, the whole, like, one sheep in the 99, even though, like, you're so far away, God still meets you where you're at. Yeah. I feel that's the amazing thing about that. Um, all right, so my story. So I was grew up in the church. When I was born, uh, my parents were pastors till I was in fifth grade. Then they left the church, and then we started going to non-denominational church. And then I was, like, you know, go to church on Sundays type of kid. I would go to school. I'd have a mouth like a sailor. Was not honoring God at all. I was, I, I was just focused on myself, focused on soccer, making just soccer. Pretty much was it, honestly. Um, I can tell you the last time I opened up my Bible in high school. But I was like the kid, like I'd go to Christian stuff, like FCA. If someone had a Bible study, I'd be there. But I was like not living for God at all. I was only living for myself. So as we go on to high school, I had the chance to serve at a FCA camp in my town. I was a camp counselor, and then. I would, it kind of convicted me because I was telling these kids, read your Bible, do the right things, and I couldn't tell you the last time of my Bible. And I was like, what am I doing? And then um, I think it was like se- second to last day, the Thursday in the camp, it was the song played, it'll come to the altar. And I was like, God, I'm just done living for myself. I'm living for you. And that's when I was kind of just like a switch, which is a light in my head. It was like, Levi, we got to start living f- for God. And it's kind of crazy how... The moment when you like, God, I'm, I want you, and I'm like, all of you, it's crazy how your life changes. And the fact is, like, even, like, in the span of, like, two months, so my friend, one of my best friends from back home, his name's Jed. When he listens to this, he's going to be like, you talked about me. Um, but he came back from Jordan, and he was doing a missions trip, and there was, like, they're refugee kids. They have nothing. They're living in just terrible conditions, and they're just living for Jesus. Like, it's they all they have, and just their hope and their peace, the faith they have. And he was like, Levi, we got to start spreading the, spreading the gospel to um, our school because I went to a public school. I didn't go to a private school. So um, so I was like, all right, let's go. And then we started a Bible study that year. And that was like when people started knowing us as the Jesus kids at our school, which is, I think is a fine thing because like that just shows we were different. And um, so the cra- I think the crazy thing about all that was the FCA theme verse that year was Matthew 28, 18 through 20, which just talks about the last command Jesus gave was go make disciples of all nations and he'll be with us to the end of age. Which I think was a crazy thing because that summer, that's we that summer and the least that year, that's what we did was at our school. But yeah, that's when I just like I threw up my flag and I surrendered. I was like, God, you're my all. My life is just for you, which is I think is a pretty cool thing. I'm gonna hand the microphone back to Be Nut, Brayden. 
Yeah. Um, that's, that's, I think out of all four of us, I think I relate to your story most, Levi. Um, grew up with two amazing Christian parents, showed me what a great Christian relationship looks like, great family. Um, grew up going to church, and once I hit like middle school-ish, um, I really kind of just became like super lukewarm. Once my friends started cussing, like I was cussing like a sailor, so same same here, Levi. And it, it really only got worse. I got baptized in 2016, so it's been like five years now. And once I got baptized, it was like nothing changed. Like I had like my my lightning bolt church camp moment, and then it just fizzled out. I was back to cussing, back to just being normal, back to, you know, not sharing the gospel, back to not walking out and living out my faith. And it really continued um, to high school. And it, it probably got a little better freshman year. I started to be more authentic in my relationship with Jesus and sharing it with people and you know, walking as a Christian should a little bit better. But my sophomore and junior year of high school were really, really rough for me. I had um, a girlfriend. It was just a really toxic relationship um, that did not bring either of us closer to Jesus. And it was really hard because that's when I started coaching. Um, Me, Matt, and Pope are junior high coaches at our church, and Levi will be soon as well, I think. And that's when I started being a coach. And so I would go and I would coach these kids and I would, I would tell them about high school and how like you're supposed to walk out your faith in high school and like just absolutely contradict myself, you know, later on throughout the week. And I decided that, you know what, I feel so disgusting. Like I, I forget the Bible verse, but it's like about being lukewarm and how God will spit you out of his mouth. And like, I felt that way about myself. I'm like, dang, like this, I feel disgusting right now. And so I decided that I would just end that relationship. And that was really hard for me because I lost all my friends. I lost my girlfriend and I was just cast into this huge season of loneliness where I didn't really have anybody because everyone who I surrounded myself with in my circle was gone. That was really my moment of surrender. And it wasn't even really up to me because in that season, I had nothing except for Jesus, and that's all that you ever need. Because of that, I was called into a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Father, and it caused me to just lean into Christ in that time and lean into the Word. Like, that's when I really, like, started the habit of reading every day. Like, I read a psalm every day, and, like, now, you know, I'm in the Word every day. There's obviously some days where you kind of... (laughs) kind of miss misstep that and you you miss out on that but that's what really like started my habit of reading and um <laughs> oh my gosh um <laughs> sorry it's okay um but yeah i think th- there's one key factor um in all of our stories and if you're a christ follower and you're listening to this it's a key factor in your story as well if you have a relationship with jesus there will be a moment. There will be a moment of surrender and there has to be, right? There's going to be a moment in your life where you're going to try to do things your way, try to live your own way, do things your way, do relationships your way, live life your way, have friendships your way. And it's not going to work and it's going to leave you broken. You're going to have to surrender your life to Jesus because that is going to be the most meaningful and purpose-filled moment of your life is that moment of surrender saying, God, I cannot do it on my own. And I need you in everything that I do. 
and I need you in every single way because I don't know. My ways are not your ways. That was one of the verses that I meant to mention in the mission. It's Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And that is so true because while we can have these good plans about how we want our life to look, you know, we want to be married, have X amount of kids, make X amount of money, live in X amount of square feet house. And that's not, that's not a bad thing to want those things, but it's about surrendering and submitting your life to Christ in every single thing that you do. And I think that's really important. And I think Matt had another great verse on surrender as well. Before Matt goes. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. No, no, no. Please. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I liked how he said that he was alone and um, he leaned on to Christ. But I'm like, going to tell straight up, everyone's going to fail you in life. I think that no one will live up to what you think they're going to live up to. I've had to learn that the hard way, that the only person that will not fail is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing I think. We gotta stress out because you find your worth in people. It's not gonna help. It's not gonna. It's not good. If that makes sense. But yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, back on the topic of surrender, um, I think that that word surrender it brings up this idea in my head about self denial. You know, you know what I mean when I mean self denial. Essentially, it's denying yourself. Right. It's putting aside those fleshly desires that you have and elevating God to this position that what you want is better than what I want, right? Even if I might not see it, even if it's not what I want, it's what's going to happen because it's what you want and I'm obedient, right? And so there's a really strong verse in Matthew, Matthew chapter 16. It says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So that phrase right there, deny himself, I think that that's so powerful because it's this idea of putting aside those desires that you have, putting aside any plans, regardless of how good they are, regardless of how God-centered they are. If you deny yourself and you take up that cross and follow me, you have no idea the life change that will happen, right? You say, I am not as strong as you are. I am not as powerful as you are. I am not as all-knowing as you are. But I'm going to take up my cross and I'm going to follow you because that's what you did for me, right? I think that that's just a big part about being a Christian is doing that daily, right? It's not just a one-time thing. It's not something you can do in a moment at camp. Not something you can do one day and forever be a Christ follower, right? You have to do it every single day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's so important. And thank you so much for bringing that up because, you know, denying yourself and carrying your cross is a daily thing. We're not called to have this one, you know, moment of surrender where we give our lives to Jesus and it that's basically it. And you go back to living your life your way. Okay. We all know enough people like that. Sundays are for Jesus. I go to church. You know, my life, all the other six days, okay, I live it how I want. That's not how it's supposed to be. That yeah. And you know what? Like, and that that doesn't mean that like, Everyone in their life is like that at one point. That's just the nature of things. But what we're called to do is deny ourselves daily, carry our cross daily. It's about living a life of surrender and seeking a life of surrender. So, yeah, um, yeah, and I think uh, that just shows like how important obedience is. Like when you're when you're tempted or something, um, just to be obedient to God and to follow Him instead of like uh, uh, just going into your like fleshly desires or something. Um, and I think that kind of kind of relates to like Romans twelve one, 
says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And I think like how it relates to that um, is just by like, like we are supposed to like work for God and that shows our worship. Um, and that's like being obedient to God is like us working for him, um, sharing the gospel, like going and living out um, for his glory is us working for him. And it's super cool because like throughout the Old Testament, um, the, the Hebrew word avoda is used to mean both work and worship. It's translated throughout the Old Testament to mean work and worship. And I think that's super powerful because it just shows us like we are supposed to submit ourselves to God, to surrender to him, to work for him, um, and to be like slaves or servants to him. Um, and I think that's super important also because if we're like worshiping something else, um, yeah. whether it be like women, whether it be, you know, sexual desires, whatever, whatever it might be, whatever we're idling, um, whether it's like a, a soccer player or something, we are submitting ourselves to them and saying, we're going to work for you. And that's a super scary thing. Like I have a girlfriend and if I'm saying, uh, I'm, if I'm like idolizing her, um, that's going to be me like saying to her, I'm going to submit myself to you. I'm working for you. Like you do whatever you want with my life, have your way. And that's super scary to give someone that control other than God. Um, that's one cool thing about idols. I will never, I think this probably stuck with me for, probably stuck with me for a while. So um, Sundays we tried this church called Pella, and I think it was the second time I was there. He talked about, like, I guess the new age of us having idols in life. And he said the cool thing about idols is that idols never fail to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think was a pretty cool subject. Like, you're sitting here like, oh, like, when I was in high school, I glorized, I glorified soccer. <laughs> and that was my idol in my life. And then it did fail me because mm-hmm. um, most people don't know this, but I got cut from my high school team when I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I sat there like, what am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. I have nothing. I've, I'm worth nothing. And then it brought me back to realize that I, what am I going to find my worth in is God. Because you find your worth in these idols and they're gone. You're like, who am I now? Yeah. So it like, lies up where you find your worth in is mm-hmm. God. Because idols never fail to fail. Yeah. That was a cool thing. I love that. Pope. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and just to kind of add on to that is that you're going to be a slave to something. So it might as well be. God and living for his glory and, and serving him because that is going to be the most meaningful and impactful life. And this is one of the things that Levi has definitely taught me is that following Jesus is not going to make your life easier. Yeah, It'll often make your life harder, not worse, just harder because we have this bullseye at our backs as Christians, right? Me and Matt, we are, we're theology students here. And we were going through um, Leviticus. That was one of our topics. And the whole idea of Leviticus is holiness. And basically what holy means is just to be set apart. And if we're made holy through Jesus Christ, that means that we're set apart. And if you see a group of people over here, right, that are huge and mass in number, and you see Christians, right, and we're set aside, And the devil sees Christians as the people who are literally living for God, despite our own sinfulness and our iniquity and our evil. He's going to go for us because we're the only people who can make a change because we have Christ with us and we have a relationship with the Father. Mm -hmm. And so you might as well live a life of surrender because that's going to be the most impactful and purposeful purpose-filled life that you could ever live. And that's really the whole point of what we're we're talking about today. Um, the devil don't care about people who are falling for the world. He cares about the Christian. They're the one going to make a difference. Like, what? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. I just got. I was just thinking about that. Um, but yes. Okay, so the verse I kind of thought surrender because um that came straight to my mind was in the book of Philippians. Um, because when since I've been in college, I've been going through the just the books Paul have wrote, and one verse says, "For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain." And um, it just looks. It just makes me wonder. Thank you, Pope. Uh, it makes you wonder when Paul gave his, when Paul said, okay, God, I'm living for you now. Um, just look at what he did, how he just accomplished so much for Jesus. But and like, also the thing, like, I want to stress, like, when you surrender, your white flag, don't think everything's just going to get better from there. Because, like, if you look at Paul's life, like, um, it says in the book of Acts, Ammonias, I think it's his name, right? Um, he was like, God, why am I going to help Paul? He's done so many terrible things to us Christians. And God says, go for Saul's my chosen instrument to take our message to the Gentiles and to the kings, well as the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. If you look at the book of Acts and all, just the, I guess the, the books that Paul wrote, so you, you see how much he suffered for God. So don't think that um when you say, okay, God, I'm going to give you my life. Don't think that, okay, everything's going to be good now. Because that's pretty much that's not how it's going to go. Because I could tell you how much worse my life got. In high school, when I said, God, I'm giving you my all, which is the biggest thing. When you surrender, you just give God your all, because you don't know what's going to happen, if I made if I made sense there. But, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Paul, I, I love how you brought up how Paul suffered so much. I mean, when you read the book of Acts, you see Paul emulated that. He didn't just say it, right? He lived it. Paul was stoned to the point of almost death and then walked back into the city mm-hmm. that he got stoned in. I Absolutely. mean, could you imagine that? They literally stopped stoning him because they're like, oh, he's dead. And then he's like, psych, and then walks back in, right? Yeah, yeah. What He talks about the thorn yeah. in his side. There's so much. He went blind for yeah. a couple days after he met Snake Jesus. Bite, I mean, there's just so much. Oh, my goodness, yeah. dude. If people take the verse Philippians 4.13 out of context, um, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But if you read that, he's writing that in jail, sitting there saying he's suffering. He's like, I'm still good. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Just like what? People are just like that. People use that verse for self-glory. And I've seen people be like, okay, it's all me, all me. God, I can do all things through me, through me. It's not. It's really not about you. If you think about it, this whole thing with you living for Jesus is not about you. It's about impacting people and making the kingdom bigger. Because it really is not about us. It is not. Yeah, and that that is really the whole main point of this is that when we live for ourselves, just like you're saying, when, when we make our relationship with Christ about us, that, that's not living a life of surrender. That's just you, you know, wearing a, you know, wearing the cross and going to church on Sundays and doing whatever. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about living for Jesus and submitting to him in everything that you do and saying, God, it doesn't matter what comes against me. It doesn't matter what highs and lows come. It doesn't matter what hills and valleys come. It's I'm going to stick with you because you are the only thing that brings purpose, joy, and peace into my life. That is the whole mission behind this. And the main point of this podcast and the main point of this episode today is that the moment that we surrender to God's will for our lives is the moment that we step into the joy that his will provides. That is the whole main point. And if you find yourself living for yourself, or maybe you're listening to this and you aren't a Christian and you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, do it. Because the moment that you say, Christ, I choose you, you are the son of God. I believe that you died for me so that I could live with you and I could abide with you in heaven forever so I could have a relationship with the Father through you. It is going to be the best decision you ever make. And you know what? That begins with surrender. And I think we have this super 
awful connotation of what surrender means. Like when you think of surrender, right? When you think of like tapping out, right? It's like, oh, like you're weak or, oh, like um, you're not strong enough. While that is like the worldly perspective, that is not the case at all to us as Christians because surrender is the beginning of strength and surrender is the beginning of your victory. Because when you give it to Jesus, that doesn't mean that he's going to snap his fingers and it's going to make it all go away. It doesn't mean that you're going to be healed right away. It doesn't mean he's going to take the heartbreak away right away. That's not what it means at all. But it, what, what it does mean is saying, God, I put my trust in you and no matter what comes, it doesn't even matter because I got you and I know that you're going to win it. That is really the whole point. And to kind of just recap, right, it's about denying yourself, taking up your cross daily. It's not about having this one lightning bolt moment at camp or at college or once you get baptized. It's about doing that daily. It's about surrendering to Jesus daily and surrendering to God's will for your life daily. It's about recognizing that while we may have our own plans and goals and dreams for our life, we know that God's way is better and God's will is better. And that when we follow that, that is going to be the most purpose-filled impactful life that you could ever live. It's about presenting your body as a holy, perfect sacrifice that is acceptable through God, through Jesus Christ. It's about saying, God, my body is for you. My life is for you. My mind is for you. My spirit is for you. It's about saying, God, I know that no matter what may come against me, my life may get harder. I might lose everybody. I might lose a girlfriend. I might lose a friend. I might lose a family member in my, my relationship with them, or I might not ever see them again. It doesn't matter. My life might be hard. I might be called to go to Africa and go serve people there. I might have a totally different plan for my life, but it's saying, God, to live is Christ, to die is gain, and I trust in you. It doesn't matter what may come against me. It doesn't matter what storm. It doesn't matter what line. It doesn't matter what giant. What comes against you does not matter because God is for you. And it's about living a life of surrender daily. Come on, church. <laughs> and um, that's pretty much all that I got. Do you guys have anything else before we close it out? Um, I liked how you said to surrender like when you're weak because, you know, the whole verse is like, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And I feel like when we were all weak and then we gave it to God and we became powerful in a mm-hmm. sense. That's why I made sense there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's our surrender our weakness is the beginning of our victory in a sense, because that's when Jesus comes in and once Jesus steps into the scene, that's when everything gets really good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We're going to be praying for you guys, but what we want to do at the end of every single episode is we want to pray it out, right? We want to make sure that everything starts and ends with Jesus and starts and ends with the Bible. And so Mr. Matthew Saunders is going to end us in prayer today. Yes, sir. All right, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this amazing opportunity where we can just come in here and learn about how to surrender to you, how to really just give our lives over to you and let you be the Lord over it. God, I thank you for these men. I thank you for their stories, God. I thank you that you worked through them in your magnificent, wonderful way. Um, I pray for all our listeners out there that they can just, maybe they haven't surrendered yet, God, that you would just burden their hearts with that idea of needing to surrender, God. And maybe if they have surrendered, God, that they could just pick something up about surrendering daily or surrendering in whatever season they're in, God, whatever trials they're going through, that they could just give that to you, God. I pray for us that we can, as we go through this podcast, God, we just lift it up to you, God. It's your words, not our words, God. And I pray that we can remember that and you can work through us. We lift this all up to your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.